Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mentioned Sir John Gillen uh, a moment ago, and Sir John is available to speak to us. Sir John, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much for joining us. It might be a benefit to people if you could just briefly remind us as to why you have been compiling this much-talked-about report. In the wake of a number of problems about serious sexual offences that have been around for for actually years, triggered by a number of trials in England and in Northern Ireland, the the Department of Justice, uh, the Criminal Justice Board, appointed me to carry out a review into the law and procedures of serious sexual offences. What are your main findings? There are 253 recommendations, uh, 16 16 key recommendations feeding off the 253. It is difficult to pick out just a handful of recommendations because the nature of the problem is such that there has to be an across-the-board approach to these problems. So I'll mention some of them now, but they're only some of them because it must, you know, uh, picking off low-hanging fruit will not work. It's got to be an across-the-board approach. So, for example, I've suggested that the access of the public be restricted to these trials. The press, of course, will be allowed in, families of the accused and so on, and of the complainant allowed in. Secondly, I think there should be some legal representation for um, complainants. Uh, thirdly, I think there should be pre-recorded cross-examination, certainly in the case of children and uh, vulnerable adults, to ensure that their case is dealt with uh, swiftly and uh, in a proper, efficient manner. Uh, fourthly, so far as children are concerned, children should be dealt with in a completely different way now. Pre-recorded, uh, pre-approved questions to them, so the judge approves the questions before they're asked. There's a, a system called the Barnabas system where children are dealt with in all under one roof. They're examined, they're, they're uh, dealt with by the police, they're dealt with by the court, all in a child-friendly building. That, that operates in a number of countries across Europe. They're only four or five of 16 key recommendations feeding off 253. Do you think you'll get... And also I might say, one other thing I should mention, uh, social media delay, uh, dangers of social media, dangers of huge delay, dangers of disclosure, uh, rape myths, they're also key ingredients. You'll probably get total agreement in relation to your analysis regarding children, but when it's adults only who are in the in the court, do you, do you feel that the, the public will believe that they're shortchanged to some extent, not being able to be public witnesses to what's going on? Well, the principle of open justice is very important. On the other hand, um, if the principle of open justice is impeding the pro- process of justice, then it has to be re-looked at. And for example, in the Republic of Ireland, 
the public are not allowed in to serious sexual offences. In Scotland, the public are excluded when the complaint is given against them. And that happens in a number of countries across the world. New Zealand is another example. So I don't think the public will feel shortchanged. And in truth, when we had our public consultation online uh, survey, the vast majority of the public are in favour of this. I also noticed that you make reference to improper cross-examination about previous sexual history. Will previous sexual history be relevant if it is properly cross-examined? Yes, it will. And um, uh, previous sexual history should only be rarely introduced, but there are circumstances where it is relevant. I'm not in favour of excluding previous sexual history entirely, but when it's going to happen, the complainant should have a right to legal representation. Do you get a sense that this report that you've released today and that is going to now be considered and you you hope will be implemented uh, relatively soon, that part of the driving force behind the compiling of this report is the amount of reaction, particularly from women recently with regards to high-profile rape cases? The genie is out of the bottle. Um, the public concern with the way we deal with uh, serious sexual offences is growing. Um, let me make it clear. I think that in Ireland and in the United Kingdom, we have the finest system of justice in the world. We are the envy of other nations. But in the area of serious sexual offences, there are serious flaws which have to be addressed. And the, I think the expectations of the public for change cannot be dashed. And in this social media age, the public can't be trusted. I think the public can be trusted. Uh, indeed, I have a great faith in the public, and that's why I'm totally in favour of jurors and so on. And, uh, and I think jurors, provided we give them appropriate instructions and directions, can be trusted. I mean, I'm totally in favour of the jury system. While um, I recognise there's a growing momentum behind people who feel these trials should be heard by judge alone, that's not my view. But while you trust the jury, you, you, I, I think it's understandable. We, we can't trust, trust the audience because we've, we've seen plenty of evidence across the United Kingdom of totally unacceptable comments within the social media framework that would not under any circumstances be allowed to be made by a journalist. There's no question about that. And, and, and that's a danger with social media. And I, I think most people are responsible. But there is an element. There is an element in our society who's prepared to abuse the right of a complainant for total anonymity, the right of a jury to hear only the evidence that's before them and not the untruths and the inaccuracies that are bred on the social media. And that's a problem we have to address. And Hopefully my reforms have addressed that, particularly in the area of social media and rape myths. When would you hope that your reforms would be implemented? Already the Department of Justice has set up uh, an implementation group Uh, These things have to be dealt with, as I said, across the board. So there's no point rushing into matters. Um, Some of the 25% of my reforms will have to be dealt with by uh, legislation. And because we don't have an executive here, that's going to delay those. But the other 75 can be dealt with in more timely manner. And I am confident that uh, the uh, Department of Justice here and the Lord Chief Justice, the uh, Director of Public Prosecutions and the Chief Constable, they may not favour every jot and tittle of my report, but I think the spirit of it has captured their, their approval. Would you be making a call on our politicians to try to re-establish an executive to provide a, a justice minister, or is that not a step you would take? Let me say this. Um, the politicians here get a great deal of stick 
uh, and currently that's happening. I have to say that we opened the door to all the representatives to come and see us, and they came with alacrity, and they challenged me, they approved what I said, they, they made suggestions to me, they were creative. I have nothing but praise for their role with me in this system, not right across the board. So I am confident that um, they will do what they can to implement the spirit of, of this report. And finally, Sir John, do you feel if these recommendations are implemented, that whoever is in court, whether it be the accused or the person who is making the accusations, that everyone in court will get a fairer deal than they would have been getting up until now? Will there be an improvement in justice as a result of it? I think there'll be four improvements. First of all, I think it'll be fairer. Secondly, I think it'll be more efficient. Thirdly, I think it'll be more expeditious. And fourthly, and equally importantly, I think it'll be a more compassionate uh, justice system in the area of serious sexual offences. Sir John, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Thank you now. Bye-bye. That is the retired judge, Sir John Gillen. Uh, It's 16 minutes past nine. This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning.